Thanks for joining us here on Service to School Stories. Your hosts for this season are Alec Emmert, Service to School CEO and Navy veteran. And Sydney Mathis, Chief Program Officer and former College Admissions Officer. This season will cover topics as it relates to higher education, military service transition, and career opportunities and outcomes for veterans. Join us as we share student stories, inside tips from the admissions office, and conversations with employers actively hiring student veterans. Here we go. All right, on today's episode, we are joined by former service to school applicant, Mohan. Mo was a medic during his time in the US Army and is one of Stanford's incoming students for the fall semester. Mo, thanks for joining us today and sharing your journey with our listeners. Can you start by introducing yourself and telling everyone a little bit about your background? Hi, uh, thanks uh, to SCS for having me here today. Uh, I am a Army veteran who uh, who served uh, under the 10th Mountain Division for four years. I was born and raised in China and immigrated to the United States uh, when I turned 13. And I've lived in Oregon, Massachusetts, and New York up until uh, this point. And I just turned 26 about five days ago. Oh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, excited to chat with you today and kind of hear a little bit about your journey um, to Stanford. Absolutely. But let's back it up a little bit. So you mentioned that your family immigrated here from China. Um, At what point did joining the army kind of come across your plate? Yeah, it was uh, a total chance event. It was never uh, on my radar until until I knew about it. And like many other uh, immigrant families, you know, we came here for uh, the purpose of, you know, uh, grabbing that degree, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and U.S. college is just expensive, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was at a I was at a top forty uh, private liberal arts college, which costed around seventy thousand a year for uh, tuition and board total in twenty eighteen, and I just uh, I just it didn't make sense to me to end up with two hundred thousand dollars in debt, but with an not special degree, you know, mm-hmm. and and I didn't I didn't. I didn't have what it takes to to uh, complete a college degree. I didn't. I, my grades were okay. I I had I had a three point five cumulative uh, GPA, but I would um, I would skip morning classes just to get a few more hours of sleep, and I would spend a lot more time partying and socializing than uh, working on my projects. So mm-hmm. I didn't have the discipline. I didn't have the motivation of what it takes to uh perform highly in college and and part another big part of the reason i joined was to uh was to gain that personal growth that the army eventually provided me yeah absolutely Uh, there's so much to take away from you know your time in service as it applies to academics and what that future you know discipline and motivation can look like and we'll talk a little bit about that here in a second later on Um, but let's start talking about your MOS and kind of how you used that as an opportunity to kind of now pursue, um, pre-med at Stanford. So, uh, for our listeners, share a little bit about what your job was in the army. 
Right. Uh, I was a six-day whiskey uh, combat medic in the army, and uh, that was also uh, taking on that job was also a chance event. It had it had a it had a lot to do with my status as a foreign national without a secret clearance, and the fact that my recruiters recommended it to me, so I took it. And I practiced under physicians, assisting in minor procedures and administering uh, medications, which are usually usually done by medical students during their third year of their clinical rotation. So I skipped a lot. I I got lucky and skipped a lot of uh, academic work there. And I went on two combat deployments with my unit, and I was really uh, appreciative of the real life experience I've gained through those deployments. And I was able to work with patient firsthand and sometimes witness their recovery, which was a super fulfilling experience. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing we try and help applicants understand here at Service of School is kind of those connections between their military experience and maybe what they want to study or major or, pers- or a future career, right? So before joining as a medic, was going into the field of medicine ever on your radar? No, it was not. Um, I was going to. What did you think you initially wanted to do? Uh, I was I was taking introductory CS courses, and I wanted to do uh, a CS and business double major at uh, Brandeis University, which was uh, the the liberal arts university I talked about, and it was it was just popular you know i didn't really um have an, have like a my own reason for doing it i was doing it because everyone else was doing it and it was just yep. it it promised um a higher paying job i guess and after after 4 years of of uh real life medical experience under my belt i i just feel like ditching that part entirely behind me doesn't make sense and and plus i don't really hate the experience and that says a lot about wanting to become physicians because compared compared to a lot of uh, 18 year olds who says they want to become pre-med but they have no idea what's coming ahead of them for sure and I think that's a really important point Mo is that you know a lot of our applicants have that real world experience whether or not it's directly you know pertaining to your academic field or there's a way that you can kind of translate those experiences in the military there's a lot of experiences that veterans have that are valuable and beneficial within the classroom. Um, so when you can, you know, help an admissions committee understand that, look, I have a lot of these skills that you all are looking for and you can demonstrate that success. I mean, that just allows for a more successful admission cycle, um, which I want to pivot to when you began thinking about, okay, I'm going to get out, I'm going to go back to school I'm going to give this another shot. Where did you begin with your college admissions process? Yeah, I, as I was approaching my inevitable ETS date, I uh, began within within approximately like a year of, of leaving service, I began signing up for online courses. I had picked um, Northeastern University College of Professional Studies because my familiarity with the General Boston School for Living in the area. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I began doing my research. And I, that's when I found uh, Services School. So as I was going through my transition courses, I was also 
taking two classes at a time while writing my college application essay. Yeah, and why was it important for you to take those two classes? Um, because because I thought it would be too abrupt to just uh, return to a uh, uh, like a real traditional campus and mm-hmm. not knowing what to expect. I was pretty much like warming up to the academic environment. Yeah, that was smart forward thinking. Uh, okay, so then you found service to school, signed up, you get paired with an ambassador here on our team. Um, talk with our listeners about what were some of the either overwhelming parts about the admissions process? Were there any parts of the process that you enjoyed? Um, and what was kind of, you know, looking back, what are some things that you wish you would have, you know, known before going in? So my ambassador is Isaac Kim, which was super helpful the entire way super accessible. I can't say enough good things about him. About about the college application process, it's just it's just like the a daunting a daunting process, right? Um the whole thing is just a a overwhelming load of information thrown at you depending on how many schools you're applying to. And a uh, one thing one thing that really helped me uh clear my vision about about what i wanted to do was attending attending um the s2s panels which really like clears things up a little bit for those who have no experience applying to universities before things i wish i knew and and um attending those panels you'll get you'll gain like knowledge that you never knew before a lot of a lot of the top tier colleges have veteran specific programs uh to list a few there's um brown has its own uh veteran applications for veterans only so you're treated separately from the general pool of applicants and uh university of chicago has has a whole one-stop shop for veterans as well their their um their admission officers are super super outreaching and helpful and in Cornell has Cornell and Stanford both uh, have it, their own portal for um, for uploading your vet link addendum, which was an important part of my application from from S two S. So so to to get my point across, there there are so many there are so many schools out there with special programs for veterans. You just have to do research and attending attending one of the S two S panels is a great way to. To get informed about those because because a lot of the times they will have um, admission officers from those schools to talk about their special programs for veterans. Yeah, a lot of the admissions process is like drinking water out of a fire hose, right? It's just kind yeah. of like constant stream. Uh, a lot of it, you either you don't know what you don't know, or a lot of it doesn't really make sense until you're kind of like deep into it, right? Um, and I think. That's definitely one of the benefits to coming to either the service to school events or outreaching to, you know, admissions officers that work specifically with veterans in the military connected community is they are there as a dedicated resource to answer your very specific questions as it pertains to you. Um, because the needs of, you know, adult learners and student veterans throughout the admissions process are different from a traditional high school student. So um, solid plug there for, you know, kind of connecting and, um, using a network that is built to support veterans throughout, you know, a very uh, murky college admissions process. Um, when it came to writing essays, what do you think was your biggest either like 
um, the biggest piece of advice that helped you or what advice do you have for other people as they're starting to write their college essays? College essays. I would say definitely invest most of your time on that central piece, which is called a personal statement, either personal statement if you're a freshman or transfer statement if you're if you're a transfer student like me, uh, because that's like the one essay you're sending to all the schools you're applying to, and you just need to work it to perfection. Have it read over by by at least like multiple people. They'll give you they'll give you different perspectives, so you don't so you don't like so to avoid like narrow mindedness. Like you you have one person read, they say it's good. In fact, uh, uh, it might not be good in other people's opinions, and you. You have to make sure when you revise your essays, you do it with, with a fresh mindset. If you're if you're like all worked up and you read your essay, you won't catch all the mistakes in it. Yeah, that's that's what I would say about writing college essays. Yeah, that's the one part of the process when people are like, I didn't realize it was going to take so long to write all of the essays, right? Because especially when you're telling stories about yourself, that's not like normal for people to kind of just like sit down and write about themselves all day long. So um, when it you know comes time to, to crunch the number of essays that you're cranking through, you know, it's easy to get overwhelmed when you're looking at, you know, sometimes four or five different supplement essays in addition to that main meat and potatoes one, like you mentioned, the personal statement or the transfer statement. Um, how did you identify Stanford as the school you were going to enroll in for the fall? Besides its its prestige and uh, just, you know, the, the, the weight of the name, um, I... I actually, I actually visited the campus about 10 years ago now. That was when I first came to the States. I just remembered a beautiful campus and the mild and pleasant weather. And I just, it just has ever since been uh, under my radar to, uh, to apply to the school eventually. Yeah. Did you visit any other campuses? Well, living in, living in uh, Boston for after uh a while now i've i've visited mit i've visited harvard basically all the metro boston bostonian schools and um and yeah that's that's pretty much it mostly schools in boston area right yeah we talk a lot about college visits and for some people you know it's one getting a feel for either the size of campus or if it's urban you know how does that kind of work with the city but one thing I think is really important to tap into when students are doing college visits is kind of like, how do you feel when you're on that campus? Um, you know, it's kind of like test driving a car. Um, how does it feel when you're sitting in the driver's seat? Um, and if you have the opportunity to get on college campuses, even if it's a school that, you know, you might not necessarily be on your list, I encourage students typically to like go visit a big school, go visit a small school, right? They're going to kind of push and pull differently. Um, but to be able to get a feel for, what it truly feels like on that campus. Um, the best way to do that is to physically, if you can, you know, put some boots on the ground. Um, with now, so you're starting at Stanford here soon. What has that transition into academia been like for you? And what are you most looking forward to? Right. So, um, so the timeline for uh, transfers, you know, my timeline I, I separated from service uh, this this March. 
so about about five months ago um and the transfer application deadline is also in march so that was a super a tight and tricky period for me as soon as i separated from service um i didn't have too much time reminiscing with my uh old town friends i i went straight into uh more college uh papers writing and at the same time taking classes at my uh northeastern college of professional studies one thing that really helped me to remain in that in that like academic mindset was uh attending one of the warrior scholar projects boot camp mm-hmm. it really gave me uh, a sense of what it's like to be in in a higher higher education um but also it's great for great for what we previously talked about which is uh if you wanted to visit campus that's a perfect opportunity for you to do that you, you spend a week or two on on any college you would like to go to um and you get you gain like a really good feel about what what the uh what the university vibe is like so just make sure you sign up ahead of time because it fills out super quickly but it that experience definitely helped me uh remain in like retain i guess retain my motivation and drive even after a separate from service because because i'm i hear this a lot a lot of veterans lose their sense of purpose or drive after after they're out of that environment mm-hmm. so being forcing myself back into that environment kind of helps yeah and that that was a good transition yeah for sure and then are you studying what's your going to be your academic major uh, I'm planning on doing human biology at Stanford. Very cool. Have they reached out about any like courses or orientation? Uh, what What's that been like? Um, I'm currently in the planning phase of my uh, declaring my major. There's there's a series of core requirements you have to take before you you declare. And I, because I'm starting as a sophomore, I plan on declaring that pretty much at the end of my sophomore year and uh i'm pretty sure i'm going with that major though but it's it could still be subject to change could always change your mind right but at the end of the day still kind of thinking you're on the medical track right yes very cool um as we wrap up what is the last piece of advice you would give to someone who was either considering, you know, pursuing an academic major um, for medicine related or someone that is even, you know, earlier in that transition process and just starting to think about college after their time in the military. I myself don't know that much about uh, medical school preparation besides, besides the MCAT and, and all, the, all the STEM courses you have to take. My advice is talk to your, talk to your school's uh, medical advising. They should have one and, and their advisor will sit with you and go through all the, all the uh, courses you're required to take. And, and that's pretty much the point of contact you would want to find but in terms of general college uh application i guess as as a veteran applicants i i will start out by suggesting you would want to apply to as many schools as you can because because most if not all schools just waive that application fee you save you save thousands of dollars by just applying to 
uh, as many schools as you can, but also know what you can handle uh, before you before you add uh, anything to your your plate. Check your check your calendar, which is another important point. You want to get a calendar. You want to you want to jot every major uh, deadline down um, before you do anything. That way, you never you never miss an important day. And you never miss um, miss applying to a college. Yeah, great advice. Uh, well, Mo, thank you so much for joining us on the Service to School Stories podcast today. I'm very excited to continue to watch, you know, the success that you have at Stanford, and we hope that you'll keep us in the loop as your time there, you know, takes off and you progress throughout your studies. But I know our listeners are incredibly, you know, rewarded for being able to hear your story and your journey to Stanford. So Mo, thanks again. Thank you so much for having me here today. Uh, I'm super appreciative of having the opportunity to work with SDS and I wish, wish the organization the best as well. Thanks. Take care. That's all we have for this episode. Join us next week, same time, same place, where we share more service to school stories. Service to School Stories is hosted by Sydney Mathis, Chief Program Officer, and Alec Emmert, Service to School CEO. Our podcast is produced and edited by our Director of Communication, Amanda Tobias. Service to School is a 501c3 nonprofit providing free college admission support to transitioning service members and veterans. Join us next week and follow us for more on your favorite social media platforms.